friends, Meister Hipping in your episode 439 of Maestro on the Mic. I am stoked out of my mind for today's episode because I am going to be breaking down chat GPT. ChatGPT is the, we'll call it groundbreaking artificial intelligence language model. Maybe you've heard of it, maybe you haven't. If not, you are about to. I believe that ChatGPT has the potential to literally absolutely revolutionize not just how we create things, not just online business, but life in general. It has the potential to change everything. And I want to explain how. But first, hey, DJ. Gimme that heartbeat. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get maestro Three, two, one. Hello, 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 my podcast people, and thank you for joining me for yet another episode of my favorite podcast. So today's episode, running it a little bit differently, today's episode is actually, or the main audio for today's episode is from a YouTube video that I released on December 30th. So some of you, if you were following me on Instagram and you went and checked it out, you have heard this, but once is never. So you will be able to 100% follow along without, you know, going, needing to go to the YouTube video. Uh, but I do want to preface this and say that, that I'm pulling that audio from that video. Uh, I made the video on, like I said, December 30th, and it is a full breakdown of chat GPT. We talk about what it is, what the acronym stands for, how I'm using it, how I think creators can be using it. I address general concerns and I round out the video with positive possibilities because I'm not, you know, I'm not here to just be presenting scary stuff. Um, like I said in the little intro, I truly believe that ChatGPT has the ability to just completely just revolutionize life as we know it. And I'm really stoked to perhaps help you folks get ahead of the curve on this one. The audio portion, you will be able to understand everything that I'm talking about, but there is a two parts, or I should say one part in the very beginning that if you do watch the video, it would be helpful because I do a, a screenshot and a screen recording of what the chat GPT interface looks like. So if you happen to tune into the video, you'll be able to see that. It's a little bit easier, but even if you don't tune into the video, you'll still understand everything. I'm, like I said before, pulling that audio from the video, so I am not going to come back on to the mic afterwards. Um, so I'm going to put my little call to action here at the beginning, and that call to action is I would love if you actually go and check out the video at some point. Once is never, and there's a good chance that you will, or it will behoove you to listen to the episode more than once. And so I ask, if you're not going to listen to the episode again, that you go and watch the video um, on YouTube. It took me a full 24 hours to make the video, and I am so proud of it. I got the idea. I was like, you know, I want to I wanna share my two pennies. You know, Gary Vee has been talking about it. Um, Alex Hormozzi has been talking about ChatGPT, and I want to throw my ring, my ring. I want to throw my hat in the ring with this. So did the video, did the editing for the video. Um, I literally stayed up till 6.15 in the morning, stayed up all night doing this uh, because that's just how I operate, and I am so proud of how it turned out. 
Um, my guy, Joe, he hooked me up with a phenomenal thumbnail for this, uh, but I worked incredibly, incredibly hard on it, and I'm incredibly proud of, proud of it, and I am not too proud to ask for you to go and watch it. It actually does help the YouTube algorithm, because if folks like you go and check it out, it will show that content to more folks like you, which is what I want, because I'm kind of turning the, uh, we're turning the Titanic in as it relates to YouTube, because I started that channel very much as a movement person, and there's all like you know how to release a Palpedius videos, things like that. So, if you know this episode helps you, and you're like, what can I do, or you want to give back, my call to action is simply to go and check out the video. The link will be in the show notes, but if I did create a pretty link for it, so if you want to head over to themovementmaestro.com forward slash chat GPT, it's all lowercase. Uh, that'll take you right to the YouTube video. All right, I'm going to shut up now and we are going to head to that audio. On November 30th, 2022, ChatGPT was released. It gained 1 million users in less than a week. We've seen major creators like Gary Vee and Alex Ramosi talking about it basically every day and saying that it's going to change life as we know it. Maybe you have some questions. I'm Dr. Shante Cofield, folks call me the maestro, and I help creators, namely in the health and fitness space, to build profitable online personal brands. Today I want to discuss whether or not ChatGPT will replace creators. The short answer? Yes, it will. The longer and better answer is that it will replace some creators, but it will help many, many more. And that's what we're going to dive into today. I'm going to break this video down into five different parts and you can skip around if you want, but I'm going to encourage you to watch the whole thing because it's going to be good. Those five parts, let's give you the rundown here. First, what exactly is ChatGPT? Second, how can creators use ChatGPT? Third, how I'm using ChatGPT. Fourth, general concerns that I've heard from the creator space. And then five, positive possibility. It's going to leave you with some good stuff. All right, let's hop on it. All right, so what is ChatGPT? Simply stated, ChatGPT is a website with a blank text field where you can input written statements or ask it a question and it will generate a written response. I'll put a little overlay on the screen here so you can see your best bet is actually go to the website and check it out. Yes, it is actually a program, but for the explanation here, we're going to call it a website. You can input a question, you can ask it to do things for you, like create something, and it will, from that input, generate a written response. GPT stands for Generative Pre-Trained Transformer. No idea what that means. I'm just giving you the inside scoop here. It was developed by OpenAI, and the website for it, if you want to check it out, is openai.com. You can go there. You got to sign up for an account. It will ask you for a phone number, which I was like kind of annoyed about, uh, but I tried to use a sideline. It would not let me do that. So if you don't want to use it, it's up to you. I'm unsure of the character input limit for ChatGPT, but when I asked it, basically it said that it can process inputs of up to several thousand words but ultimately the input limit is dependent upon the hardware and the software that's being used and that the coherence of the output, AKA the response, might be degraded with longer outputs uh, because it may have some difficulty understanding the context. Um, for just example, I input the transcript from a podcast that was 11 minutes long and it was able to understand and create an output from that. I input the transcript or tried to put input the transcript from a podcast that was an hour and 10 minutes long and it was too much text. So try out and see what the limits are when you use it. 
who owns the responses generated by ChatGPT? I think this is a really good question. I think we're going to see like a whole new legal field pop up around this kind of around intellectual property and things like this. But I asked ChatGPT, I literally put that in and I said, who owns the responses that are created when uh, we input things into ChatGPT? And this is what it responded. It says, ChatGPT is a version of the GPT language model developed by OpenAI. As such, it is owned by OpenAI. However, any content that is generated using ChatGPT or any other language model belongs to the person or entity that created it. It is the responsibility of the person or entity using the language model to ensure that they have the necessary rights and permissions to use any content generated by the model and to properly attribute or attribute, emphasis on the wrong syllable there, the source of that content. Okay, so let's chat about how creators can use ChatGPT. It is no secret that I am stoked about this technology. I truly believe that the sky is the limit. In my opinion, the best way to use this program is, or this model is as a collaborator or a teammate as opposed to an initial creator. So you can absolutely, and I'm just gonna list these things off for you. You can ask it to write a blog post, an Instagram caption, a title, a summary, an email, an outline for a YouTube video, show notes, blurbs, copy for sales pages, bios, questions to ask in a Facebook group to facilitate discussion. Literally, the sky is the limit. But I think it's best used by you having a better input, meaning you put some text in there and you ask it to refine it or you ask it to cut it down. I think it does a really good job in cutting things down um, if you, perhaps you are a little, bit, a little bit more verbose like myself because it takes the human factor out. So this is a good thing and a bad thing. Oftentimes we're very emotional and we're attached to every single word that we write and it's hard to cut things down. We're asking a computer program to do this and so it's a very much able to be like, nope, that's extraneous, we don't need that. So there's none of that emotional attachment. You will 100% get a better output by having a better input. What you get out is 100% affected by what you put in. So like I said before, to me, the best way to use this and the best starting point would be to give it content to use as a starting point, similar to if you were going to use a copywriter and say, hey, this is my, you know, here's some samples of my work so you understand my tone. Here's some samples so that you have a rough idea of the direction I want to go with this thing. The more specific that you can be with this program and what you're asking of it, the happier that you will be with the outcome. So for example, entering, a te entering text from like an outline that you've written, and then from there asking it to write a blog post based on that text, as opposed to just being like, write a blog post about whatever. In terms of what you can specify, again, sky's the limit with this, but just some suggestions as to what you can specify to improve the outcome here could be the length, the topic or the point in this thing that you want to be emphasized, the point that you want to be proved, the audience that you're speaking to, the tone, etc. Again, better inputs, aka more specific out inputs, will yield better outputs. My suggestion is that you go to openai.com and try it out for yourself. You'll get more ideas of just how you can use this and how you want to use it for your specific circumstances. How have I been using ChatGPT? Full transparency, I haven't used it a ton, but I am stoked about the possibility. I'm not an expert in this thing and I have nothing to gain from you using it. I don't have like a affiliate code or anything like that. My whole shtick, if you follow me on Instagram or anything like that, my, my podcast, is that I want to help people build, create, and live their best lives. And I think that ChatGPT has the possibility to help people do that. So I'm sharing it and 
you know, encouraging you to try it out with me. So thus far, how have I used it? Um, I've used it mostly in testing things out just to see how good it is and what the output looks like. So I have input transcripts from my podcast, like I said a little bit earlier, and I asked it to generate a summary. Um, I asked it to generate eight key points in chronological order. And I actually, I have a podcast editor and I texted her and I was like, hey, have you tried ChatGPT yet? Because I think it could actually really expedite your work. I think that there's so much possibility with this. And so, you know, I got the output and I'm comparing it to what I would actually want this to look like and, and seeing you know, how close things are. Uh, I did use it to help me with a YouTube thumbnail. I have a YouTube editor as well, and we went back and forth and used it to generate the keywords for the YouTube thumbnail. And the input that we gave was, create a three-word phrase that will entice viewers to watch a video titled, Creating the Life That You Want to Be Living. That was the most recent podcast episode I did. If you haven't listened to it, check it out. Moving forward, namely, I plan on using it for tasks that kind of hang me up um, which tend to be things like generating titles and shortening things or condensing things. I tend to be very verbose. Uh, and so I think that there's a lot of utility with that. It's definitely a tool that will be helpful for creating summaries of things, shortening content. Uh, you know, I could take a longer form piece that I do and look to create a caption for Instagram or just take a caption for Instagram that I've already made that's very long and cut that down. The big point that I want to make here is that I still plan on editing the final product. So like I spoke about earlier, the better the input, the better the output. But the output is still not perfect. And this is where you get to impart your two pennies on this thing. You get that output and then you get to refine it and say, is this actually my voice? Is this fully captured my voice? And you can change it and tweak it from there. It's my guess that if you're watching this, you have some general questions about chat GPT, but you may also have some concerns and some fears that perhaps you want me to hopefully allay. Number one, I gotcha. But number two, I think it would be wise to take a moment to kind of consider the somewhat ironic nature of that, that in you watching this and hoping that I will provide you with some comfort, there's technically some outsourcing of your own thinking, which is exactly what people are worried about happening with the advent of AI, that it's going to think for people. Is that actually any different that, you know, the AI thinking or me, someone who maybe you trust, thinking. What ultimately is the difference there? I'm just gonna leave that, that question there. I want to, however, commend you for watching this video. There are definitely fears around ChatGPT and AI in general, and just pretending that something doesn't exist is probably the least helpful way to actually deal with it, uh, and it's not going to stop it from not happening, so props to you for taking the time to actually watch this and do some research and learn some more about what's going on. I also want to acknowledge that yes, very bad things can come from very good things. I do believe that in watching Terminator, we've all watched it, come on now. In watching Terminator as a child, I've had 20 plus years to think about the downside of AI and kind of come to terms with it and come to grips with it. And I think I'm kind of out of the phase of just being scared about it and can actually process and think about some of the other things surrounding it and perhaps lean into more of the positive side of something like AI, something like ChatGPT. And so five things that I want to address that I view as big concerns surrounding the implementation of ChatGPT. So the first concern that I've seen from people or heard from people is that it's going to create laziness. To that I say, does laziness even exist? Don't worry, take a breath. We're not going to go into that rabbit hole or down that rabbit hole in this uh, video. My next question is, why do you care? Why do you care if it's easier for somebody else to do something 
mind your business, and do what you came to do. Hopefully you're still watching the video. I haven't offended you that much, but these are my, my honest thoughts. So in terms of you know, truly answering this question and allaying some concerns here regarding creating laziness, I want you to remember what I've said earlier in this video that great outputs require great inputs and ChatGPT will also not create good taste. I want you to think of ChatGPT as a content collaborator and a style amplifier. So whatever's good can go in and become great. It's very difficult to take nothing and then create this, you know, amazing thing on the back end of it without doing work and not, you know, without that good input. Next part here, please, for the love, stop being like your old teachers who were like, we hate calculators. Are you always going to have a calculator? Yes, I actually will now. It's right on my wrist. We all love calculators now. Tying into that, stop championing the struggle. I think that as a society, we tend to value things less if they come easy. Many of us feel that I had to struggle, so Timmy has to struggle too, or Jane has to struggle too. It's okay for things to be easier. Additionally, do we honestly want people spending hours and hours of time on things that can be done by a computer in just a few seconds? Is that actually the best way to use our time? Yes, flip side of this. There is value in learning a process. I know that people are going to, you know, I don't want to say people are going to come at me, but immediately your brain goes through, but there's so much value in that. I totally agree. But then that's what we need to be teaching, the process, and figuring out better ways to teach that. I think that ChatGPT is absolutely a phenomenal opportunity to ask what actually matters and how good are, are, are our, it's difficult to say, are our current systems teaching things. Do we actually need to be doing algebra? Many of you may, I don't know, maybe you'll say yes, and some of you will be like, absolutely not. Is standardized testing actually effective in demonstrating proficiency? Is our current school model, I'm in the United States, is our current school model good? We ask kids to sit at a desk for eight hours a day, learning things that they don't care about. And I am saying this as someone who really enjoyed school, who did well at school, did well in school, that <laughs> did well in school. But is it the best way to go about doing things? Is it the only way? Are we actually teaching problem-solving skills? Are we actually teaching critical thinking? Because maybe if we were, then students would be asking, is this the best way to learn things? Yes, ChatGPT is absolutely going to infiltrate schools if it hasn't already, 100% will. And it's gonna force change. I think that's a phenomenal, phenomenal thing. I actually wanna read a quote to you. I'll put it up on the screen as well. Uh, like I said before, I did a, a uh, post the other day on Instagram about ChatGPT, and I asked people if they're using it yet or not. And a teacher chimed in and I was like, this is amazing. And so she wrote, teacher here, we won't be able to keep it out, but we will have to adapt how we approach writing assignments so that it actually shows understanding beyond regurgitation of facts that a computer could write. And that's not a bad thing. The five paragraph essay is antiquated. Yes, kids need to know how to write well to communicate, but there are so many other ways to accomplish this. So I'm not scared of ChatGPT. Teachers are asked to evolve and change so often because of outside influences that this is just another example of why teachers rock. I love it. I love it. Do I think that this is going to create laziness? No, I think it is going to challenge traditional models and I am so here for it. The second general concern that I see people having is that it's going to allow frauds to succeed. Quite frankly, we already have that. So I could probably end the, the response right here, but I was thinking about this and I do wanna take it a little bit, a little step farther. And 
to me, the reality is if you were to build an entire brand using chat GPT, using AI, you'd have to live online. The check here, if you think about checks and balances, the check here is in-person life. You have to know how to interact and how to speak in person. And so if you've built this, this empire using AI, it will f fail, flounder, falter when we get in person. So to me, if someone wants to build an entire life online and hide behind that, honestly, that's fine for them. It's not for me. Go ahead. I don't care. I was on my own paper, minding my own business. The third general concern that I see people having is that ChatGPT and AI will decrease connection. Again, I really want to validate people's concerns of, yes, negatives can come from positives, right? Bad things can come from good things. But flip side, if you're watching this, you're using technology. And if you DM me at the Movement Maestro, I'll write back. If you text me, 310-737-2345, the text will be green, but I promise I do have an iPhone. It's my sideline. I'll text you back. There are tons of opportunities that can be created by technology for connection. Second part here, I encourage you to not confuse the change in how we connect with a decrease in connection. So the thing that one of the things that always comes up, people talk about is kids playing video games. And part of me, I don't really love video games, but part of me is like, I see these kids playing and they have headsets on and they're talking to other people. And I'm like, isn't that connection and communication? It's different than what maybe a lot of us do, but it is still its own language. It is still its own form of communication. Flip side, yes, I know that 2022, people do feel isolated despite having tech, but tech can absolutely connect people. And I'm speaking largely with these videos and, and all the messaging I put out to adults. It's different for kids, different conversation there. I do believe as adults, you have the ability to decide when you put the phone down, how you connect in person versus online, things like that. To me, demonizing an entire system is not the best way to deal with individual difficulties. Could something like this decrease connection? Yes. Flip side, could it increase connection and create more potential and more possibility for connection? Absolutely. And we, as adults, get to choose. The fourth general concern that I see people having is fear of the unknown. There are lots of what ifs surrounding AI in general, and we, our brains, by nature, tend to go to worst case scenarios. Again, I commend you for choosing to educate yourself and kind of facing this head on. Burying your head in the sand typically is not going to make anything go away. Additionally there, for folks that are like, you know, I'm scared of robots. Okay, I hear you. My only response to this is that it's 2022 and nothing is secret. You're on the grid. I see you using your iPhone and your Apple Watch. And for me, I'm going to pick my battles. And that's not a battle that I can, you know, look to convince you on. That's your battle to, to fight there. In terms of fear of the unknown, obviously one solution to this is education. And again, I really do. I applaud you. I commend you for watching this video, listening to this once it becomes a podcast and looking to educate yourself. The second thing that I want you to also understand is that things don't change overnight. Even though it may feel like that, it does take time. So for those of you that are maybe like, but the speed of uptake, this thing only took a week to get 1 million subscribers. Yes, but that was bolstered by the fact that there was technology that came before it that it could use to spread. It did not happen overnight. You know, we've had all these technological advances gradually over time. The third thing that I want you to realize within this, for those of you that are kind of worried about the unknown, is that, because this ties into the previous point, things don't go from A to wall E overnight. I see that clip from Wally used a ton of people just like in these like robotic chairs and like the, the giant gulp is like put into the guy's mouth. 
I realize that is a worst case scenario, but that doesn't happen overnight. If you watch the Hormozy, the recent Alex Hormozy video um, about ChatGPT, he talks about very plausible outcomes and how AI in general could be used. But these things that he's talking about are a ways out and they don't take into account how humans will also evolve during that time. Yes, machines and technology tends to you know evolve a bit faster, but humans still have a say, namely in how savvy consumers become and how skeptical people become and what they actually want. So the pushback from humans, from us, doesn't need to look like, you know, a fight. I don't want to go into Terminator world again, but it can look like educating ourselves and figuring out how to use things exactly like what you're doing now. So suffice to say that you will have a say in the evolution of this. The final thing that I want to go over regarding general concerns around chat GPT um, is also my pretty much my only concern right now, which is that there won't be democratization of it. So right now it's free and you can all use it, but the possibility and the probability exists that it'll get put behind a paywall or something. And to me, depending on what that paywall looks like, that means that only a certain type of person will have access to this. And that is very problematic to me. But as it stands right now, we all have it, which is why I'm encouraging folks to go and try it and use it. The flip side of this is that whenever dope things are created, especially things that people can make money off of, we see competitors pop up. And so hopefully if ChatGPT was to get taken away and it's insanely expensive, that something else would come about and pop up that is affordable and you know, continues with the, the, with the democratization, it's a tough word, of AI and things like ChatGPT. Positive possibilities. Let's give you some good good here. So right off the bat, yes, things like ChatGPT will make certain positions redundant. Absolutely. The first thing that comes to mind is something like, you know, grocery store cashiers. ChatGPT will not make them redundant, but we see how computers can make humans redundant in certain certain situations. The positive here, if we're going to look for a silver lining, is that it's not just poor people being affected. Typically, when we see machines come in, that's who gets affected the most. In this case, we're seeing it across the board. Anything that a computer could do, well, then perhaps that position could become redundant. So what can you do to make yourself less redundant? I think I could probably do a whole video on this, but for the sake of time, because it's already long, what you can do is understand what it is that you do that a computer can't do. So just for like a, you know, a few examples, personalizing things, hence the word person, understanding the intent of the client. Like, actually, I think, you know, this is what they're going after. Be able to tease that out and spend time with the client, actually connecting with the client, making that person or that client feel safe. So for this, I'm thinking having them know your motives. Part of what the concern is with AI is that we're like, but who's on the other side of this? And are you trying to scam me or like, what's happening? Transparency marketing is huge. And then lastly, for lack of a better word, humanizing things. The biggest benefit that I see right now for something like ChatGPT is the creation of time and the ability to allow folks to focus on what they actually enjoy doing and what they're actually good at. So this is a tremendous help for those who struggle with the skill, and it is absolutely a skill, the skill of communication, especially written communication. Yes, to that end, those who are already good at that, this could be like rocket fuel. But for those who struggle with this, and maybe they're really good at verbally you know, expressing things, but they can't write it down so well, this could be a tremendous benefit for them. And then they can just focus on whatever it is that they actually do best. This could mean that folks don't have to pay someone to help them if they don't have the funds. 
it's great to have a virtual assistant. And I fully believe you're going to hire someone, pay them well. I did a podcast episode about that. I'll drop that down below. But if you don't have the funds for that, this could open up opportunity for you to still be able to create and make things and not be you know, stuck behind the fact that you don't have those resources. The caveat here, again, is that if you don't have good taste and you don't know that the final product is bad, because you have to check it at the end, then you, you won't know that. So yeah, ChatGPT will create something for you, but maybe you don't know that it's actually bad. Lastly, and this is, ties into what I had said earlier about connection, is the benefit of getting work done faster. Let's call a spade a spade, folks. It is too damn expensive to be alive right now. Paying for rent and you know a car, transportation, food is very expensive to be alive right now. It is no surprise that people go and search for that quick dopamine hit at the end of the day because they spent literally all day slaving away just to try to put food on the table, just to put a roof over their head. Perhaps something like ChatGPT, it makes it easier and faster to do work. It frees up time so that folks can actually live, so that folks actually have the mental and physical energy at the end of the day to go outside and connect in person instead of choosing or opting for that quick dopamine hit. All right, we have gone over what ChatGPT is, how creators can use it, how I'm using it, general concerns surrounding ChatGPT, and the positive possibilities. To circle back to the original question, will ChatGPT replace creators? Yes, it will absolutely replace some creators. Will ChatGPT replace you? You get to decide. If the spirit moves you, do me a solid. Drop me a comment below. Let me know what you think about all of this. I promise that it will be me, not ChatGPT, that responds. Thanks for watching. Until next time, friends, maestro.